the joke's on them. I uh, mean, it's a beautiful scene. Joke's on everybody in this yeah. movie. Uh, dedicated, we're going to dedicate this podcast, I Got an Idea, because we're talking about the, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, there's a couple people I would like to dedicate to. Uh, uh, number one, Bill Finger. Okay. Uh, Bill Finger, um, everybody understands Bob Kane created Batman. Yes. Bill Finger took that creation and expanded on it. So everything you know about Batman, Bill Finger's in charge. Commissioner Gordon, Gotham City, the tools, the Batcave. That's the, all Bill Finger? Bill Finger. The villains, Harvey Dent. Um, that never was in the original 1940? Well, Bob King created Batman. Right. Bill Finger took it and expanded the story of oh. his motivations of his parents being murdered and training and all this. So most of the stuff that we love about Batman, in right. fact, the change and modifications of the outfit. If we had Bob Kane's outfit, he would have just like a Robin mask on and this red cape and everything and go out. And Bob's like, he, he should be absent of light. We should have no light. And so, and now he gets credit. Now partial credit. If you buy a Batman comic book, it's just created by Bob Kane. Bob Kane, yes. And Bill Finger. So I like to dedicate to Bill Finger. And the other dedication is uh, comic book writer Jeff Loeb, L-O-E-B, Jeff oh, Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Uh, and that's the name of the first commissioner, Commissioner Loeb. That's right. And it's an homage to the famed comic book Batman writer Jeff Loeb. Uh, he wrote a book called The Long Halloween, which is what The Dark Knight is based on. Oh, We are back at Dan's back. I'm back. All right, you feel better? From oh, uh, immensely. Yeah. Yes. Back even I, dead. even I got the touch, but you, the severity, you win. You oh. definitely. <laughs> it's a, and it's something you don't want to win, don't, really. A um, couple things before we get started. Uh, we are um, uh, we're uh, participating in Crypticon. That's uh, right. We're going to be on Crypticon. We're going to be there. Uh, Crypticon, Minnesota, uh, October twenty sixth. That's a Saturday. Um, Dan and I will be hosting a panel discussion simply titled Podcasts and Independent Film. Uh, please be you're more welcome to be invited, even if you're not a filmmaker, even Absolutely. if you're not a podcast, but we love to talk to you, love to see you, and all that stuff. Uh, in uh, cahoots with that and um, coordinates uh, with Crypticon, we're hosting a contest. That's right. Um, so simply uh, to participate in the contest, and if you win, you'll get two free tickets to Comic-Con, which is very nice. They're kind of expensive, but two regular tickets yeah um all you have to do uh, is on twitter with your twitter handle name your favorite horror movie and use the hashtag crypticon film cast contest it's a little long but you fits in there yeah and then you'll be <laughs> submitted into a drawing to win two free tickets so it will be announced in a couple weeks it's going to be a lot of fun yeah uh next announcement is the comic book i'm doing the green uh, the way. Green Way. Uh, the Indie Go campaign is finished, but um, look for it uh, be available in the following coming weeks. Um, I'll show you a website where you can probably order it if you don't see me in person, and if you don't live in the St. Paul area, we'll have a website if you're interested in purchasing it um, that way. And also, we'll be available physical copy and a digital copy. So look for that in a couple couple weeks. And with that, we're going to talk about. 
I I don't know. It's in your top five? It's definitely in my top five. I think yeah. it's in most people's top, top five. Top five. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Came out in end of, end of July 2008. Yep. And if you remember, Dan, Iron Man came out just before that. Remember, Iron Man came out in the, in the early summer of 2008, and everybody kind of liked it. Yeah. It, like, it had a nice little, you know, there's some serious stuff in it, but it had a nice little... A storyline to yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, uh, this is the uh, this would uh, be the second film in the uh, trilogy that Nolan was making. Uh, he made uh, uh, Batman Begins in yep. two thousand and five, I believe. And then prior to the Dark Knight, he made Prestige. The Prestige, Prestige which that's I, right. Yes, uh, which is a brilliant film. I really enjoyed it. Saw it recently. Yeah. Somebody recommended it to me. <laughs> it's one of those you have to watch again. You're like, what? Wait, yep. <laughs> I got to watch that again. Yes, wait a second. What was that? <laughs> The first time you want to see it because you're enjoying it, and the yeah. second time it's like you want to see it just for the fact of how did they do that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I think people, majority of people, and I think even Nolan, he doesn't really express it uh, vocally a lot, but I think Batman Begins was just a, a catalyst. I don't think they yeah. were looking to start a trilogy, but just get it out there as uh, something, a uh, start of a, the Batman idea. Just yep. Origin story. Get it, origin story. It's never been really done before. Yep. Because even in the 89 Batman movie, it's not really an origin story. It's more like a Joker origin story. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, they have a little backdrop on the the murder of his parents. Yeah. And, you know, but it, uh, Burton really didn't delve too much into it where uh, Batman Begins, Nolan really went um, yeah. whole hog psychologically on what does this, you know, what makes this guy tick? Yeah. And why is he so afraid of bats? And why does he use that? You know, as in what motivates him to go and fight crime? It's a nice, um, I think Nolan, especially with the Batman series, has a single theme that you mm-hmm. can be very prominent, which is Batman Begins is fear. Yes. Here in the second one is chaos. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolute chaos. chaos where a theme. It's, yeah. yeah, where the Joker, you know, in a sense, even though um, Harvey Dent and uh, two, you know, Harvey Dent and two, Two-Face, you know, he'll be coming Two-Face, mm-hmm. uh, is in it and and that's the origin story the the motivation is all joker and yeah. it's basically him being a devil's advocate of trying to create the chaos push batman which i think is his mission statement to, to do one thing he would not do yeah it's like you have a code <laughs> no one has a code because the world is chaotic yeah. and i'm going to prove it to you and i'm going to destroy your code and i'm going to right. make you defy your code batman's flaw well uh joker's philosophy is everybody has a price yes. everybody can be bend certain way Every, to, to, to yeah. just find your leverage um batman begins the, the thing about i was going to talk about the or batman begins is because the end scene has the calling card and he shows that there's a joker which could be a fitting beginning for the even the 89 movie Batman which initially yes initially that's what I thought they were just going to go for there was something that we just because Jack Napier used that card even yep. though before he was the Joker when he killed people and you could use that as motivation as the 89 Batman could have been the sequel well it's Batman Begins was so successful yep and based on the Frank Miller book Batman Year One um Obviously, when you make money, Warner Brothers are going to say, we want to do it again, and we're going to go unlimited bound of budget. And uh, Nolan and his brother had, I mean, just a hell of a story with um, The Dark Knight. Yeah. And just for the fact that it transcended, um, I mean, there's good 
comic book hero or comic hero movies. Yeah. But this transcended to just film in general, where this is a brilliant film. Yeah, I um, think it, it, it marveled not just you can label that superhero movie. It's almost insulting. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, uh, like the Joker himself, where um, I mean, because with with comic heroes there's there is a certain element of fantasy where yeah. there's a separation from reality where when you watch the dark knight you could say to yourself you know there's crazies in this world and i could definitely see you yeah. know someone you know that this could actually happen yeah. the um the joker uh heath ledger's performance is you know he doesn't have the bleach skin that happens no, from right. a chemical um uh, burn. It's it's just caked Which makeup. Is, yeah, it's almost a cartoonish farceness yeah. of this transformation. And the transformation makes me crazy. It, there has to be an element already there. Yeah. To make you go beyond it, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And everybody can have a rotten day. Obviously, <laughs> right. Right. And they play around with the origin story because. Uh, Ledger's Joker keeps on saying, do you want to know how this happened to me? Mm -hmm. And so he tells these stories, but then you realize as you watch the movie... It's a story. Yeah. He he always changes it. There is, even in the origin, there with himself, there's chaos. And I like to... I'm glad you brought this up because I think... the villain, the Joker, the enticing part is the anonymous. Anonymous. Yes. We don't really know anything about him. Yeah, he... In fact, for him, I don't think he knows anything about himself. Whether he denies that he has a history... Right. Or wants to recall any memory of who he was before, doesn't want to, doesn't care. It's just absolute lunacy. Lun- yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, with with other... Um, the... Uh, the rogues gallery of the villains, which I think yeah. are the far most interesting as far as Batman. Yeah. Superman, you got Lex Luthor. Okay, he's a master. I think, yeah. Evil. I think outside of Batman, Spider-Man has the most interesting yes. rogues. Batman certainly has one of the most compelling because they're, they're no, they don't have really, a lot of them don't really have a mysticism to them. They're yeah. mentally damaged people. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Oswald Cobblepot, the yeah. penguin, is just set on revenge because his family disowned him. Uh, the Riddler is complete narcissism. Yeah, uh, I'm smarter than you, and I'll with, prove it. Yeah, a- exactly. Um, Catwoman, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that's that. Julie's nice. It belongs to me. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Um, but the Joker just does it because he's proud of it. Yeah, I'm nuttier true. than ten squirrels in a tree. <laughs> yep, and I'm and I'm a saucer shy of a china set, yeah. and that's just it. Yeah, and um. Dennis Neal, one of the DC editors, he, I think he described it well. I mean, it's for him, I have a different viewpoint. For him, it's randomness. Okay. Joker is randomness. He can hand you $1,000 or he'll kill you. That's he'll a, probably, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter to him. Yeah, he'll it, probably kill you. But, but the, sometimes you yeah. get lucky and you go, here, I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that farceness of an, an act. Like there's a, a, a certain scene in a, one of the comic books where he's going to rob a bank. Yeah. And he goes, oh, every time you need to rob a bank, you need a disguise. He puts sunglasses on. <laughs> like you're not going to recognize him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, well, that's true. One of my favorite scenes was, well, actually in Burton's uh, Batman where, you know, he notices he has the flying bat, um, you know, bat 
uh, plane. Yeah. And he said, why didn't somebody tell me that he had yeah, one of these. those things? Right, yeah. Bill, you're gone. And so Bill gives him his gun and <laughs> Joker shoots Bill. <laughs> I mean, I did not expect that. That <laughs> was, and that was the, you know, the spirit of the Joker, where it's abs- you don't know what's going to happen. Right, I think, and for Dennis Neal, it's rammed and missed. For me, I think it's absolute, what I wrote my essay on when I did it in college, it's absolute freedom. There's yeah. nothing tying him down. He doesn't. It's not interested in relationships. He's not interested in his heritage, his background, no. who he was before, and he has no tie down to morals, ethics. It's absolute freedom, and that's that is kind of there's something seductive about that because yeah. and almost envious about that because we are tied down to certain things. I have mm. to make sure that I have to get to work to yeah. pay the bills and that so to have And I have this, a relationship that I have to bend to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we we all do. Um and we have this code like Batman has yeah, a code. He talks about it. Yeah. Every, um, society has a code. Yeah. For him it's a joke. And it is a joke for him and so there is this kind of begrudging Man, to be that free. I mean, you yeah. also have to be insane because you have absolute, you know, your f- boat is just floating out of the harbor. There's Right, no you're doing stuff just to do stuff. Yeah, you're not anchored down to anything. And I and I do believe that after a while, you will go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, but yeah. there is, there's a certain seductiveness to it. He's the only character I know that I cannot imagine having a mother. Yeah. I can imagine all the other characters and villains having a mother or a parent. I can't imagine him having a mother. Mm. Or if he had one, he doesn't know who it is. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Or cares. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no yeah. Oedipal thing going on there. Um, yeah. Uh, and he's strictly antisocial. Yeah. He's not in a gauge. He's antisocial. And he has, a, he's probably borderline uh, personality disorders yep. and stuff like that. He's obviously... Psycho, psychopath. Yep. He's oh, very charismatic. Extremely, yeah. Charismatic. And charisma can happen to anybody. You can look like a, like that and you can be charismatic. Um, very yeah. diabolical, but he's very convincing. His speeches are absolute convincing. There is, yeah, and there's a method to his madness because yeah. he's he, the, he does have a motivation. He yeah. wants to unrail Batman, you know, it's like I want to bring you down to my level yeah. and prove to you everybody's ugly as that. Me. Yeah, that the world is ugly and there's no point in saving it. Yeah, yeah, it's and so we have this overline context in the movie, which is you have this guy running around in a bat suit beating up criminals, right? Yeah, and really you're working with an corrupt system, trying to find some way to correct things. And then you have Harvey Dent, who looks like he's going to be the answer. He's the he's the white knight. He's yeah. you know he's the all purebred. Yeah. Um, and he's the DA that's ready to sweep out the crud. He's yeah. he's a paladin, and in many sense, um, because of that, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, although Batman and Harvey Dent, they they work for good. Um, Batman's not afraid to go into the realm of being a vigilante where Harvey Dent is letter of the law. Right. Yeah. And so I think Batman likes that. There's somebody that's going to put his face out yeah. there and it's can do it. He's the first ray of, well, the first ray of light in the city in decades. And what's going to happen is going to make things worse, right? You're right. And that's one of the nice compelling about this very noir story is no matter how hard they try, it's Things are actually going to get worse. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it, right. you know. And uh, or it's it. The thing is, is that how well are you going to come to terms with it? Are you going to break? Yeah. You know. And um, 
Bruce Wayne or is, you know, a Batman doesn't, but in a sense he does because he, he, uh, kind of bends the rules, you know, as far as even Morgan Freeman's character, uh, when there's the scene of he's invading people's privacy, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get to, uh, get to Joker, get to the Joker and says, well, I'm going to have to get my hands dirty if I want to get this. Breaks uh, a few rules. And right. Do, yeah. And there were a few critics that noticed that when they saw uh, Dark Knight and saw um, um, certain kind of an analogy towards what was going on in politics at the time with right. President Bush and um, the uh, economy going. Well, you know. the economy going, but also um, his fight on. Um, and bending the rules on with the Patriot Act and and trying to fight terrorists, right? Because the whole speech of how do you how did you catch the the bandit in Rangoon? Yeah. Well, we burned the forest down. Yeah, we. I mean, we, you, you damage a lot of things. Yeah, but it, it's the way to to get things done. Yeah. And where Freeman kind of puts his hands up and says, "Look, you know, I I don't want anything to do with this." He has a moral you know conundrum yeah. about it. Um, where Bruce Wayne or Batman is like, hey, you know, it has to be done. I, there's no other yeah. way I can do this. I'm going to have to do, yeah. I'm going to have to break some code. And Nolan likes that. He likes the, you know, that that realm of realism to it, you right. know. Yeah. And um, and it translated into what was going on in that, you know, in, in today's, you know, um, today's world. And so it was, it was poignant. Yeah. yeah, and which was really it was cool. very much. I, I gosh, when I when I saw it, I said that's for, this movie is very much now. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to age, and it, it definitely does. It looks it looks dated a little bit now, which is kind of frightening because yeah. it wasn't made that long ago. No, just ten years ago. But I, it's so now the uh, costuming, the design, yeah. and everything was so present that um, I th- it's yeah it's hard to to say if it's going to age very well it still does people still have a positive look outlook oh, on it I I have a positive look out on it yeah. I I also have a positive look out on Burton's you know Batman from 89 yeah. which is um which I think was the first attempt to film wise to say you know we're going to keep it dark we're going to yeah. keep it dark we're yeah. going to um, introduce something quite new, and we're not, you know. And unfortunately, that series, when it was a Schumacher, that, well, yeah, after Tim Burton did Batman Returns, was yeah, a little too dark, and, and they couldn't sell the toys the way they can, and so they fired Tim Burton. Went back into the realm of Adam West, and you know, you know the Bam uh, Zoom, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Semple Junior screenplay with the Batman TV series, which I like. I yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I mean, I love it. Um, that it just shows that how many, um, how many, um, how multi, uh, facets, facets and, uh, there are of, to Batman yeah. and how, how many times you can make him, um, the kind of tongue in cheek Batman. Right. And yeah. that's what we got. And it's the series started really strong and then ended up with, you know, Schwarzenegger saying freeze. Well, yeah, there was yeah. a time to say, okay, let's pack it up and let's start. Anew. Yeah, I don't think it's a conscious. Eventually things move to yeah. directions and stuff. like. Well, it happened in 19, I think 1986. And Frank Miller, the popular comic book writer was on a, and the story goes, he was on an airplane okay. and somebody mentioned to him, you know, you're now older. Than how we draw Bruce Wayne. He goes, "What? You're you're 35. We draw Bruce Wayne between the ages of 31 to 34. You're now older than him." And Frank was just, "What? 
I'm older than Bruce Wayne. I just, he couldn't. Kind of wrap his head around wrap that. Wrap her head around it. And he's like, what if I made him older? What if I made him in his 70s coming out of retirement? And that Which is yeah. an awesome concept. Yeah. So he, he came out with The Dark Knight Returns. And what else is a, a compelling thing about uh the Dark Knight Returns, obviously stapled in the 80s politics and all that stuff, mm-hmm. was this perception of a dark, brooding, bully to the bad guys character that even though he's not going to kill you, he'll cut your kneecaps off and feed them to you. <laughs> 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 wow, I just got a I just got a visual <laughs> that yeah. Frank said was missing during the 60s 70s with the you know the yeah. we're going to wrap bad guys and it's going to be almost like a fun time of just you know, it's a, you know, a smile on my face, and I'm wearing baby blue and gray. <laughs> and, True. Right. And it's kind of called into the pop culture fashion, but he painted him dark and brooding. and Which what, is how he looked in the yeah. beginning. He had the big pointy yeah. ears, and he, you know, you would hide in the shadows. In the 40s, pretty, he's very much like that. Oh, well, in fact, he, he, he did carry a, a gun in the 40s, and sometimes he actually did kill people. <laughs> oh. But, but they eventually, the comic book code cleaned that up a little bit. Oh, but Frank I, so wanted to draw was, back to that. It that, was made before the comic code. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Frank wanted to draw back that this is a guy that stays in the shadows and yeah. beats the crap out of you. And, you know, obviously criminals would talk about him. Like, I see him, he drinks blood and all this stuff. And you want to get to the creature yeah. concept. It was more of a creature to him. And the, well, the superhero like Superman is... In a sense, Superman's a god. Mm-hmm. You know, he, for all practical purposes, he has an Achilles heel, which is kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, but he is lawful good, and that's pretty much his superpower. He can be a boy, a boy scout, no matter what the situation. Right. Is. Where and that's his motivation because you know I, I have these powers. There's a responsibility, and I'm going to take care of you like children. Yeah. Where Batman is human and he is flawed because yeah. he's damaged. And there's an intrigue with that. There's yeah. a darkness to that. And it also makes him more, even more human mm-hmm. because his motivation is because he's damaged. Yeah. Uh, which is, makes it far more interesting as a character. You know, they, they don't get along very well. I like it that they. they oh, Superman and Batman? Yeah, they, time, yeah. they don't get along. In fact, uh, there's a sign in the Batcave that says, No hovering. <laughs> I'm laughing, dude, laughing. That's really good. No, because uh, when Clark, you know, hey Clark, and he never really comes with Superman. Clark, yeah, no hovering. No hovering. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but it, it's. I think they run. They do. They do both the same thing. Superman f- makes criminals fear by being noticed all the time. He's yes. out there. You know. You know. He's got. He's. You can be anywhere at any time. He makes reminds people what he can do. Oh yeah. And that puts a fear. Like, gosh, am I going to get caught? Because he can come <laughs> here any second. And to Batman's like, gosh, he could be in an alley and he could be here any second. There, there's two parallels of running the, criminals yeah. scared. Yeah, there. It is true. Where. Yeah. You're probably going to get hurt by Superman, Batman. Bat- Batman's going to rough you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and he, he's going to enjoy it. <laughs> so I was going to go with the Frank Miller thing. Is So the 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 one, the Batman we see now, the dark brooding one, is yes. from Frank Miller's book. In okay. fact, when Tim Burton was going to make the 89 Batman, he ran, he ran to all art directions saying, we're going to make this movie as dark and gritty as this book is. So he did his homework. Yeah. When he... And that's why this landscape looks over top of the other. It looks yeah. very comp- cities overly, almost like living on top of each other. 
yeah. I got a real sense of, well, Burton likes to play around with the um, kind of the uh, expressionism of the uh, yeah. early German cinema. Very too. much early, early German uh, cinema, yeah. of Fritz Lang and all Fritz that stuff. Fritz Lang, yeah. Dr. Mabus. Uh, you see where it's very looks very Calibari. crowded. Don't know where an exit is at any time. It yeah. looks almost like you never could leave this city. Uh, yeah, yeah, when you see Burton's Gotham, it's uh, streets going nowhere. The buildings right. are chaotic. And, you know, Bruce Wayne's gaudy rich. Yes. There's no sophisticated. He just has outrageous amount of stuff that, yeah. It's vulgar. It's yeah. almost like he's, <laughs> yeah. he, he's the, the wealth he has is he's like yeah. a Bulgarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, when, obviously, when Nolan obviously did this, he wanted to make it plausible. Yeah. Rather than over style let's make it look that it happens in the real world yeah and that uh wayne as he is is a philanthropist and yeah. um yeah. uh the uh, what i found interesting is an article that i read that one of nolan's motivations for bruce wayne was teddy roosevelt uh see i did not know about that yeah i it it blew me away too he seems now he seems a little more educated than i thought he nolan he's very very educated yeah and um he he took the tragedy like bruce wayne's parents died well um uh, teddy roosevelt's mother and wife died the same day yeah and if we go harken back to batman begins he goes on kind of a walkabout as the australians would call it um and kind of has a spiritual reawakening and um looks from within kind of in the eastern in an eastern way of honing his power well uh teddy roosevelt went to south dakota and i you know uh in very same respect and came back stronger than ever right um after this kind of became the new york commissioner that was on his bicycle beating up jaywalkers (laughs) that's right i mean what's more batman than that (laughs) that's true and doing the rough rider campaigns Mm -hmm. and all that stuff um and he was a police commissioner too. Yeah. I found that very interesting. I always thought of a you know Bruce Wayne is almost like John Kennedy Jr. Yeah, you know, and you know his parents very public assassination. What the heck can I do? My to outdo my dad, right? Kind of thing. And you got all this money and time, and everybody's watching you, and you're the biggest East Coast playboy. You and can you have that, anything. That's true. And, you know, at the time before his, could you imagine somebody? No, John Kennedy's out there. Junior's out there beating up criminals to a bloody pulp. This guy's Batman. <laughs> Right. And then we get the laugh now because that's yep. that's what I always assumed it because what if yeah well, what if, we can only assume it's it's yeah. uh, John John because well he's he's in a mask but <laughs> he's I'm, I'm fit sure it's, and he's <laughs> out playing yeah that's right but it must be him yeah <laughs> so um, obviously Nolan had a lot of inspiration from it um, it's based loosely based I want I can't even say based how about inspired by like Jeff Loeb's book The Long Halloween The Long Halloween where if you ever get a chance to read it it's a book in in comic in comic book format, it's a graphic novel, okay. where you have the similar context of you have the tr- the trilogy, the, tr- the triumphant up on the balcony of Harvey Dent, James, Jim Gordon, and Batman all there saying, we're going to make a pack that this city will be cleaned out of mobsters and criminals within a year. And it starts on Halloween night, and the, the story is a duration of one year to the next Halloween. And they're going to concentrate and get the mob out. Well, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you got you guys a wrench in the wheel, which is the Joker running yeah. around. And like in the beginning of the Dark Knight, you know, here's the guy robbing a bank, a one man or the mob. And it's almost a homage to the long Halloween. We got to get the mob out of everything. Well, what happens is they win. They do. But it, they fill the void of you invent the, the crazies. 
<laughs> in the town, which yeah. looks like, which is the old saying is Gotham City is like Halloween every night. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the homage to what's, what's called the long Halloween. There's a murder investigation. There's a little snippets, but obviously the, all the major pit characters are involved. Are right are right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, also the inspiration is the movie Heat. Michael Mann's I, I heard about that. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think Nolan was in college and saw Heat. Now, Heat didn't get a lot of recognition. No, that was with Pacino and uh, uh, De Niro. And De Niro. And Michael Mann's original script of these two guys yep. who are uncompromising. One's always going to be a cop. One's going to be a bad guy. But almost like a mirror, opposite reflection of them. And there's, yeah, there's this kind of, uh, yeah, uh, two sides of different coins. Two sides of different Obviously, there's an ensemble cast and everything is involved and there's a lot of politics involved. Well, the beginning of that movie, they rob an armored car. The gang does. Hire rob an armored car of bear bonds. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. So they hire, which they steal bear bonds. Bear bonds means whoever owns the bonds. Right. Whoever has it in your hands is the they're bear. The owner. They're the owner. So they steal it from a guy named Van Sant. They're going to sell it back to him at a reduced price. Everybody makes money. You get it back. You know, if bear bonds are worth 200 I'll sell them back for 20 mm-hmm. You get them back and everything. He takes it very personal. Nobody's going to steal from me again. And he turns against him and tries to go out. I remember they, they, they do exchange at the movie drive, the drive-in, mm-hmm. and that goes horribly wrong. And Robert De Niro's like, I'm talking to a dead man on the phone. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then um, Van Zandt's played by William Fickner, um, who, remember, he gets shot through the glass yep. by Robert De Niro in the gut. That is completely in the movie, yes. The Dark Knight. <laughs> it is. Where the Joker's going to rob from, they're going to rob the mob, I have yep. to say, and use that as leverage to hire me. <laughs> and that's when Billy Freakner, play, almost playing the Van Zandt character. Yeah. Do you know who you're stealing from? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. And I think I love that aspect of the movie. It doesn't get explained very well, but the Joker has a small portion, 68 million bucks, they say. Yeah. And he says, I'll give back half the money. If you hire me and I'll get the job done, I'll get rid of Batman. And for them, they should, they should do it. And the Joker has no intention. He doesn't even give a crap. Oh no, there's, yeah, there's no, um, the whole motivation (laughs) is to flip Harvey Dent to make him go. That's the whole, that's the whole major plan. That's the mission. Yeah. Yeah. I want to turn this white knight, you know, on his head. Yeah. And I like that. It, I like that aspect of him holding the money. And then he burns his half. When he, yeah, when he burns it, it. Uh, even I was shocked because I wasn't used to seeing villains do that. You know, a villain's motivation yeah. is usually greed, yeah. and there is nothing there. He, he could care less. Just yeah. let it burn. Yeah. yeah, I'm only burning my halves. Why are you crying? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, there's. A... <laughs> well, it's a whole analogous of the bandit in Rangu. Yeah. Of him stealing jewelry and not giving a crap. He's just doing it because it's fun to do. Yeah. It's yes, just, it's, it's, some people want to watch the world burn, as we see as in a metaphor. Yeah. Um, the next thing I was going to talk about, um, remember method actors, I mentioned assigning an animal, care, an, animal, an animal to their performance. Yeah. Do you see where we get with the Joker? He references himself many times. He's a junkyard dog. In fact, he refers to himself as... I'm just a dog chasing cars. I don't know if I, what would I do if I catch one? <laughs> in fact, in, when he gets his day of releasing from prison, what does he do? He, he's in a squad car. He sticks his head out yeah, like, a, like a dog. Yeah, and he just, yeah. He, 
Wow. And Harvey Dent. Well, I'm yeah. having an epiphany right now because <laughs> I, I never noticed that, Nick. I, I am. Really? Okay. Yes. Even Harvey Dent. I, you know, take it up with the Joker. Joker's just a mad dog. I want whoever left him off the leash. Uh, right. How could I have missed these metaphors? <laughs> My God. Usually I'm, I'm, usually yeah. I'm very quick. In fact, the metaphor of them bringing Rottweilers to the first interrogation and he gets bit by a dog right yeah. and he gets a, that's a whole reason to get a new suit is <laughs> God. it's a dog right nolan just painted those all over yeah it's paint by number yeah yeah, yeah. Wow, that's... um it's a wonderful i yeah i think he i think he kind of knew that he had to be some kind of, well he had to read the script and said it was a dog so he knew yeah. that and i think the licking the lips like a dog mm-hmm. you know acting like that and laughing at things at inappropriate times and stuff but um, yeah all over the place yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing i was gonna talk about is um uh senator lee i think his name is is that his name is um senator lee from vermont is that right i think so yeah. he's in the dinner scene yes yes senator lee i think he's is he independent or Demo- i can't remember he's from vermont i think he's independent um, if he's from Vermont, he's probably he's a Democrat. Democrat. But uh, yeah, he loved comic books as a kid, mm-hmm. and somehow he persuaded people I want to be in the movie. And the Joker went right to him. I don't think it was part of the script, but I think he saw him, and you know, you remind <laughs> me of my father. Oh, <laughs> and that's Senator <laughs> Lee. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. then he started going on about it. So do you want yeah. to hear a story about my father? <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is great, and yeah. that's that's that mix of humor and horror that makes things so interesting about the Joker. Because part of you do, you know, part of you, you know, yeah, you do laugh because he's so absurd, but you are also freaked out because you know, and you kind of feel bad because you are laughing. It, it's one of those roles that even you don't have to be in the scene, and you get the presence of him. Yeah. That's right. true. I mean, you see him, and you can almost smell. Yeah. You can almost smell what he probably smells like, right. you know. And the nice thing Nolan did also, um, you never see him actually kill anybody. Your brain fills it in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the yeah. most you can see is he... he um, With the stick, the knife in the guy's... You yeah. never see him actually do it. Right. Or the gal, you know, says, um, you know, she says, let me go. Interesting choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he smiles and lets her go. You know, yeah. that- or, the, or he's in the semi truck and the cops, hey, you need a movie truck and a shotgun. You don't see it. Your yeah. mind fills it, which makes it even more terrifying. And that's that's Nolan's magic. Yeah. To, to pull back. Spielberg has that, too. To pull back just at the proper time. And, you know, you know what? The Your imagination, your own brain um, is the best special effect that there is, you know, yeah. and it it really works in that aspect, uh, hands down, you know, um, especially with Nolan, he 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 has that talent. Um, and we talked about the beginning of the movie with the bank scene. That's very much influenced by Kurosawa. Kurosawa yeah. had this formula of doing your action first, then set up the story, and Nolan provides a very well well his own really take on it. That you have this big long sequence. It's very important, but you have this big long introduction to the character, the Joker. Mm-hmm. He also has one of the Scarecrow's gas canisters. He puts it in William Fichtner's mouth. That's right. Yeah, and um. The Scarecrow actually does have a small little cameo. Small little cameo, which is nice. It's like, because hardly, you know, the comical thing is, you know, when you do sequels to superhero movies, the villain of the previous never really comes back, you know. It's true. (laughs) And I always found it interesting that Nolan started the trilogy with 
although you know he's canon, Scarecrow is um, uh, part of the Rogues Gallery of villains, but yeah. he's not. You know, he's, he's kind of like B class. Yeah, he is. He's not know? A class. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd put him right there with you know, say probably Mister Freeze. Yeah, you know, but he's. You know, you've got the top four. You know, you got Riddler, Penguin, Joker, yeah. Catwoman. You know, and then you have the also rants. You know, yeah. and to pick one of the also rants, I, I found that really interesting. You know, yeah, and he's actually is a doctor. Yeah, Doctor Jonathan Crane, and from from the, he's a psychologist, and he put him into Arkham Asylum, which is wonderful. But yeah, he's a sadist. He enjoys people. And yeah, it's a, and a very interesting character. It's nice to know that what's well, always in the comic books that fear canisters never work on the Joker. It's nice to know that he has them, and it's not yeah. going to do any damage to him at all. Because he has absolutely <laughs> right. he has no fear. Because I, he's, that's the world I live in every day. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, you know, everything is a Or it, it, if whatever I see is ab- absolute delight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> So I was going to mention, um, you know, there's a lot of good uh, supporting actors. You have yes. Erica Roberts, who is also another accomplished yeah, method and, actor. And it was like one of those, where have you been? You know, right, yeah. Buddy. And so it was It was almost like a, you know, Tarantino likes to throw and in. And Eric Roberts grew up in these kind of environments. Him and Mickey Rourke grew yeah. up in the streets of New York. And he, yeah. he, and he makes a great mob boss. I was, oh, I was yeah. really glad to see him. He said, I knew these guys when I lived in New York. Yeah. That's how they act. You know, very few words. Yep. They had the most awesome suits and very few words. <laughs> yeah. And he, he played that beautifully, too. You yeah. Know, this, kind of, this punk... Um, well, a mob boss, though, but compared yeah. to all of these colorful, you know, crazies around him. That's the nice thing about this movie is yeah. uh, Nolan hired a lot of accomplished actors. I mean, Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, um, uh, yeah, Anthony Michael uh, Hall and... Gary Oldman. Oh, I, Morgan. Right on the yeah. tip of my tongue, Gary yeah. Oldman. Yeah. Um, played a fantastic Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Um, uh, very mild-mannered, uh, and but still very exciting. Morgan Freeman, mm. Michael Caine. Yeah. Um, Which is a nice thing about Batman Begins because that was the um, when Michael Caine said, "I'll do the movie," and this is be, this is after Morgan Freeman said he'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I want a scene with Morgan Freeman. He's been my friend for years. We never did a scene together. I want to do a scene with Morgan Freeman, and then they wrote it in there of Morgan Freeman entering the bedroom. <laughs> That's right. Right, saying a few lines, and then. I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, 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 I gotta say something though. He put concessions on being in in uh, Batman. Uh, yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, I'll do it, but I want to do a scene with Morgan Freeman, and they intentionally wrote that scene now, to please Michael Caine. Now, this is the same guy that had no problem being in the Swarm, uh, Jaws, Jaws Revenge, or skip be- out on the Oscars, yeah, or Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> yeah, he he could take a paycheck anytime. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and that's the beauty of, and it, it doesn't harm his career. <laughs> it no. doesn't. It does. He, he's still a great actor. God dang! I was watching a couple of weeks ago the movie Eyewitness with uh, William Hurt. Oh, with what? Yeah, so Gordy Weaver. Mm-hmm. One of the detectives is Morgan Freeman. God, he's been in the business oh, forever. Oh, forever, and he still looks the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You can just recognize him. That's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah, I remember him as a kid when he used to be on Electric Company. Yeah, he's the yeah. DJ, right? That's right. Yeah, he, he, I think he did radio before he did Electric Company and all that stuff. Yeah, and he would do for love of chair. I cannot do a Morgan Freeman. You know, no. uh, my wife a long time ago sent me a picture of Morgan Freeman. And said, "Happy birthday to you, Nick," and you just read this in my voice. <laughs> Of course you did. (laughs) 
And then the next year, she sent me a picture of Michael Caine saying, Happy birthday, Nick. You just read this in it's Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Hello, Nick. Yep. Happy birthday to you. You just read it in my voice. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a little break. That was a lot. Um, and we'll figure out uh, Batman's got a new vehicle. Yeah. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is The Amazing Nerd Show. We're a podcast that takes a deep dive into nerd culture. Every episode, we will talk comics, movies, video games, and even wrestling. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. The Amazing Nerd Show. The show you never knew you wanted. The one thing I, we didn't mention is the staple of music and tone in this movie. Yes, uh, Hans Zimmer did the music. Hans uh, Zimmer. Do you know what Zimmer is in German? Um, not offhand. No. It means room. Does it really? A Zimmer is a room. A Zimmer is a room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They could put that in your. You could uh, go to a party and press girl. Or if I, you mind yeah. Jeopardy. Yeah, you Jeopardy. Know. <laughs> Zimmer is a room. What is a room? <laughs> but here he makes an interesting tone for the Joker. Because it's a tone that I don't know if you're conscious of it, but it appears every time before you know he's coming. This almost kind of hype. It's like a na- annoying gnat is coming, and you know when that's about when it happened. In fact, it's played on the bank robbery, but the beginning of the car chase. Yeah, um, is this? So you know he's coming before you know something bad's gonna happen before you even get to him. So it almost yeah. has a Pavlovian sort of feel, right? To it, it does. And then you finally you get this other tone of of Harvey Dent when he interrogates that cop, and he's very much going overboard. Batman's yeah. gonna stop him. Enough of this. You get this underswelling, this this under like this other character in him is gonna pop out. This, yeah, that's gonna come. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the music is very much a, a, a you know a, a brush stroke to, yeah. to set the mood. This Harvey Tent very much this swelling is gonna pop out of him. It's, I like I like that. Yeah. Did you get the joke that um, he spray painted an S on the circus truck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the slogan that Joseph Stalin probably abide to. Yeah. That slaughter's the best medicine, right? Yeah. The slaughter. Well, we have a food shortage. We'll just start killing people. That will sell it. Yeah, that's very much Joseph Stalin. Did you get the other joke that it was the fire truck that was on fire? Yeah. <laughs> the irony of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and of course the the um, the mentioning of the reversal reflection of the 
Joker being upside down and Batman yeah. being right side up, and they're <laughs> explaining their, you know, that we're going to be doing this forever. Yeah, it's this is going to be the eternal we're, struggle. We're yin yang. This is going to be happening. We're we're pretty much tied together. Yeah, it's that was um, uh, also in a sense uh, kind of shadowed on with Tim Burton's. You know, you made me. You know, and so I'm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you made me first, you know, and right. Uh, this, that childish. <laughs> yeah. 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 Almost fighting as I, yeah. and, uh, it's like, you know, we kind of created each other. So we, there is a bond, you know, which yeah. is, uh, very disturbing if you think about it. And yeah. it's nice to know that Batman's a little bit of a detective in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he takes a fingerprints off on a shallow shattered bullet and reconstructs to find out this person's living on the street of the parade. And, and, it's he, you know, his origins come from Detective Comics, and yeah. so that's that's the beauty of it too, you know, where he is a, you know, actually a detective. Um, I don't know if you get it, but during the interrogation scene, he throws him against the glass; it shatters, and he uses that piece of glass to get the cop to go after him. Yeah, that's so right. he's, he's sitting there in his it very much looks like clown shoes, right? They're, the 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 yeah. the shoes go up a little bit. Yep, yeah, yeah they're. Popped up a little bit, yeah. But he tries to get he punch the nerves of the cop so he doesn't stand by the door. He comes after him and he has this piece of glass hiding behind him. Yeah, yeah. The whole antagonizing and the whole you know savoring emotions and all that stuff. It's so very well done. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Batman was there in the entire time for the interrogation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the um. Uh... Yeah, it's true. He just, he, I'm just going to watch him get the crap beat out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so what do you have for your, um Well, um, within the process of the production, uh, you know, it's interesting. You kind of muse on it. The uh, Now we, you know, it, after seeing the production and, and Heath Ledger's, yeah. you know, um, performance is just so you know iconic uh it's interesting to know that before they were filming um adrian brody steve carroll and even robin williams was interested in playing the joke you know and i heard i mean there one paul bettany paul bettany i think i ought to call to audition paul bettany kind of would look like and i think would kind of be a very convincing joker yeah he's tall and lanky he's got that very skeleton looking face. I think. Yep, I, I think he would do very well. Yeah, Adrian Brody would probably do very well. He's got that very, he could probably, very convincing. Yeah, yeah. When, when Ledger did it, he described, he described the Joker as a psychopathic, mass-murdering, schizophrenic clown with zero empathy, which pretty much, you know, nails it on the, yeah. right on the head. And, um... Very much like Alex, Clockwork Orange. Yep, yes, and that was like one of his inspirations. I think so, right, if yeah. he... Uh, and then um, the inspiration for the Joker creation, according to Nolan, was inspired by the, one of the novels. We already touched on one. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other one was the 1988 graphic novel, The Killing Joke. And that does have an origin, uh, origin story um, of a guy who has a family okay. and he's just a failed stand-up comedian and was going to make money doing a, a robbery job. And then through... You got, 
the guys turned against him, and then the Batman beat the crap out of him and turned him into what he is now. Oh, so it is a kind of an or it's an origin story. Yeah, it's written by Alan Moore. Alan Moore also wrote the very famous The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Alan Moore also did um, The League of Extraordinary Men. I think. Um, very yeah. interesting concept. Yeah. I would like to see a movie that does it justice. Yes, I like it's a great graphic. It's <laughs> it a great gra- graphic novel. Yeah. Um, Alan Moore also did um, From Hell. His point oh, of, on Jack the Ripper. Yeah, his his philosophy of who Jack the Ripper could be, but it's yeah. a certain little bit of mysticism of all. Yeah, it really, it's just, almost Count Dracula. Yeah, of, yeah, and that's uh, and there's definitely a gothic element to it yeah. too. Um, uh, well, basically all those stories, but uh, um, from hell, most definitely. Yep. Um, oh, v for Vendetta. Forget about that. Yeah. That's his other masterpiece. Oh. Um, the original 1940 debut of the Joker also, um, 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 and com- Batman comics. Yeah, yeah Batman, Batman comic- comics. Batman comics yeah. number one. Um, Jerry Robinson is usually get credit to uh, creating the Joker. Okay. Um, in reality, it probably was a boardroom discussion, and he kind of took the ball and ran with it. How he visually looked. Um, I don't know if you have any of your notes, but he was inspired by a movie. Oh. No. Um. The movie Fritz Lang, the man, um, uh, Doctor Mavis. No, the man who, um, it's the man who always smiles. If you can oh, look. Oh, the man. Okay. Yeah. No, this is for the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no matter what his life is going on, this man has a permanent smile fixture. Oh, that's definitely something. So the people Joker. thought it was. I've heard the story of people trying to come up with characters and they're playing with playing cards and they came up with them. But in reality, I think it was the movie The Man Who. Always smiles, the Fritz wow. Lang movie, which German, very much German expression. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, uh, there was um, there was also some research with the testament of Doctor Mavis too. Okay, yeah, yeah. expand that. Yeah, go um, ahead. That uh, both Nolan and the co-writer, his brother uh, Jonathan, watched the film prior to writing the Joker character, um, and um, Mavis is also a dark. Um, mm-hmm. dark character too and very much in the expressionist um, kind of vein of you know a German early German cinema um, but uh, what was also you know interesting too is that they don't use any origin story for the Joker for Dark mm-hmm. Knight they just bring him on you know and that's the I think that's my main attraction is yeah. the anonymous to him it could have been anybody and the, the, we talked about the great freedom. Yeah. And, yeah. He's just a force that's there. It's yeah. like, bam, here's the Joker. And I think because he was always supposed to be, it's not really cemented, but I think he was supposed to be in The Dark Knight Rises, the Joker. And I think the dominant of this trial of him was supposed to take place. They mentioned in Dark Knight Rises of a computer, of software program called Clean Slate. Okay. Remember the Catwoman wants it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I think that was going to be some kind of literary device of how the Joker became anonymous. He used this clean slate to wipe him out of all electronic records in the whole world that you couldn't face couldn't, with dental and anything. <laughs> it helps to be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you watch The Dark Knight Rises and talk about this clean slate, he goes, God, that's something that Joker would have used before he started his campaign. And just yeah. Start all over again. Yep. Uh, just cover all his bases. You right. Know? Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's like I'm insane, but I'm also brilliant. So you're not going to be able to catch me. <laughs> then that's why I basically don't care. 
um, I think we, everything Buddy knows is it was improv of uh, when Commissioner Golden gets announced he's been commissioner and the Joker applauds. That was ad libbed. Yep. Um, the the phone inside oh. of the Trojan horse kind of a thing. Is, yeah, it is said, uh, yeah. you know, he said, I have stars, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very haunting scene. I still remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, obviously, they really did blow up a hospital. In fact, Nolan wasn't, it wasn't part of the script. That the, wasn't, that wasn't like a blue screen or anything? No, there was just, he was going to convince, and the part of the original outline was the Joker was just going to help Harvey Dent escape. When they found out they're going to demolish a hospital, they're like, Oh, oh, wow. yes. Genius. So they really did, and it was supposed to be, it was destined to be tore down. Yeah, that is a crazy scene, too, because the yeah. first thing, I just I just remember hearing the, the tone in Joker's voice when he sees Harvey Dent. Yeah. It's almost like an apology. Yeah. It's like, Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like, a, oh, what are the two guys from Laverne and Shirley, you know? Right, it's like it's, Lenny or Squiggy. It's like Lenny and Squiggy. Hi. I know, it's I just... Don't want to bother you. I right? know. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it just, it just, you know, it, it, it puts you off your footing, you yeah. know? But that every scene kind of puts you off your footing, when you, you know, because yeah. you don't know how he's going to be. He's chaos. He's sure anarchy. And it, <laughs> he's not pure chaos. When he tells him, flip, oh, that's the, true. flip yeah. the coin and, you know, I die, he puts his thumb on the gun hammer. There's no way he was going to let himself die. For right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I do like that little attitude of his outfit that he had a Harvey Dent campaign sticker on. Him that, <laughs> he did. Yeah, that was a that was a nice touch. That was a nice, um, Harvey Dent was actually in Batman. Um, what's his name? Uh, Clay, uh, Carl. Oh, Carl what? Weathers. Carl Weathers played Harvey Dent in oh, the that's right. Yeah, in in the um in, in the Burton series. In the Burton series, yeah. and of course, um, Tommy Lee Jones played Two Face in the Batman Forever. Yeah. That's that's right. That's um um I'm now I, I don't know how we went from African American to Caucasian, but you right. know that's <laughs> And the actually the original story was somebody threw acid out of his face during an investig- interrogation. Yeah. They kind of played that a little bit in like the courtroom. Yeah. When I saw the courtroom and the sun was in the witness stand, I was like, Oh, we're gonna start with the two face already. No, it was kinda of like a little bit of a tease. Yeah. That. And they were doubling up on the on the villains. That was the one that was Batman Forever with Val Kilmer, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the one with Jim Carrey as the Riddler and um, Robin's in there. Yep. The nice actually Christian Bale auditioned for Robin for that movie. Did he really? Yes, he God, lost yeah. out. He would have been the he would have been around he that was age. The age. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And then in cycle circle of life uh, for the demo to per, Warner Brothers producers, Christian Bale used Val Kilmer's bat suit. Did he really? And so when you buy the whole package deal, you see him doing the interrogations behind, you know, do I look like a cop in yeah. Val Kimmer's bat suit? Because he didn't have one yet. That is that is so cool. <laughs> At least it wasn't George Clooney's with yeah. the uh, no, yeah. <laughs> with the well, nips. You know, Nolan's <laughs> right. They use that bat suit, and that movie's awful. I can take that bat suit and make it look terrifying with yeah. this character. Um, he does say there's an audition tape of... Bale being Batman saying his lines to Rachel Dawes you know mm-hmm. I'm defined whatever I am underneath yeah um the person they hired to listen to audition lines was Amy Adams I'll be darned so if you watch the demo tape he's 
of people playing Batman. In fact, I think Cillian Murphy auditioned for Batman. Now, is this with the yeah. deluxe DVD or I the think Blu-ray? So. Yeah. Looked, okay. So, but they, he we're said, plugging this away, folks. But <laughs> well, eventually they do movies together. They did American yeah. Hustle together. Him yes, and Amy Adams. So I'll it have all to see it, that. it all ties together. Yeah. <laughs> True. All right. So Batman's got a new vehicle, and I think I mentioned that. I think you saw pictures before that before the movie came out yeah he has this new vehicle it looks like a motorcycle oh yeah with the huge wheels yeah yeah yeah. almost like a three-wheeler but it's you know and it it can go backwards and flip and it kind Mm -hmm. of defies um logic when it's moving around you know it's uh quite amazing and i i watched the documentary of nolan about this guy who wanted to design the motorcycle he goes you really want the front tire to be this wide it doesn't why? Motorcycle, right. You need a smaller tire in front for Moon and Nolan's. No, it needs this tire to be in front. So they've constructed this. It's not a really a motorcycle because you're laying on your stomach. Right. And the gear pedals are. Yeah. On, yeah. You're almost, yeah, you're almost like, you know, um, uh, like, yeah, you're on your stomach. You're almost like laying down on the thing. Yeah. And they hired one stunt driver to operate it. I'm sorry, Christian Bale's not riding this thing at any time for insurance policies. <laughs> Even though Nolan begged, please just. Can I have one turn? And yeah. no, this thing is. <laughs> so they had one. St- I think he's from France, and um, he it took a couple of weeks to figure out how to do it. And it's, but he was scared. He's like, I, well, I, I, I don't blame him. What well, he goes, I'm going to go through these between these cars, and my knuckles are exposed. Oh, and I'm very nervous about hitting side mirrors, especially at that yeah. speed. So they constructed these covers. You find if you watch it again, he finds okay. these covers that cover his hands. When he goes down and you're like, well, you're afraid of side mirrors. Well, why don't you just go design it and you can just smack crack. So then they put that in the movie. He just starts popping side mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, now with the your hands cover, are you comfortable going through doors? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do all of it. And so that's, yeah. So when he got his knuckles covered, he, he riding was, this vehicle. He was fine and yeah. everything went smooth. And then Nolan's, can you think you can do a U-turn on it? And then he demonstrated. He took. I. I don't remember if it was a one take or one rehearsal that he was able to climb a building and turn it around and jump. Yeah. Yeah. That. Now that was amazing. That but was. There's only one person in the world who was at that time. Yeah. Because eventually they had other people who could be able to operate who only could drive this thing. Yeah, I remember that scene too, and it's it's a beautiful mm-hmm. scene. Right when yeah. they smashed the vehicle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, it's the car chase is logical i think people get too worn up in spectacle when car chases that's true ever yeah. since you know ever since french connection you know yeah. and any um you know uh it, it's become a very integral part of any adventure film. but it makes it it totally makes sense that they sandwich them between danger and the other pathway the joker is shooting at the car right and you get so enthralled that you forget batman's coming because when he comes you go oh Oh, oh the cavalry. Yeah, yeah. And I love the sound effect. It's not really how the car sounds, but this oh. hydraulic sound. Yeah. And that um, the car does actually jump. It does actually jump. I think when they designed that and Nolan's like, yeah, we're going to drive over steps. We're going to go over concrete. I want to do all this to that Batmobile car never could do before. And you can you can almost see the, um, not frustration in the Joker's face, but like, you know, this guy is relentless. Yeah, know? that. Yeah, the only, the only, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's like, man, you know. Um, I always thought it was a, a toy car that they put in the, I thought it was a makeshift I oh, did, that it was like a model? Yeah, an armored car. And I thought maybe there was a quick... Because it was so fast. I was like, they could right. just fill up 
and make it look. They really did put an armored car in the river. Oh my god! <laughs> and pulled it out with helicopters. So they did a lot of. I mean, obviously there are some scenes that are used with toy cars with that, but primarily that is 100 percent authentic car chase. Oh, it's it's a beautiful scene. You know, yeah. I just uh, there's um. It, that's the thing about this film, you know, that it's just so well done. Yeah. That, uh, um, well, I love it, but yeah. I don't care what you have on. If you go out, if you jump out of a building, you're going to be dead. <laughs> True. <laughs> no matter what you land on. No matter what land on. And I did have that when I saw it my third time. I did have that feeling. You know, he's still up there. Yeah. Right. You just put Harvey Dent in a closet. Doesn't mean. And, then, and how do you get out? Right. And it's one of the geniuses about great movie crafting is we just carry on and we don't. Yeah, we don't question it. It's, yeah. It's what um, Ed Wood Jr. said. You know, don't you know? You have the suspension of disbelief. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. How 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 do you got a guy with a suit, you know, with a rubber mask on, wearing makeup on a street corner, and nobody says anything. It's, or, you know, it's like, oh, it's Batman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see him enough. Okay. Yeah. Where you'd think that people would just be, like, stunned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, like I said when uh, we did uh, Gangs of New York the last time, I am so motivated. I, after talking about this t- Tonight I'm watching it again, so I'm gonna watch The Dark Knight. Uh, the Lamborghini. It. Yes. Its name is Muraca. Muraca. And that's Spanish for bat. <laughs> Muraca is Spanish for bat. I think so. If I'm saying it right, but the Lamborghini that Bruce Wayne has is called the Bat. The Bat. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the time, uh, IMAX cameras were very expensive. They're mm-hmm. pretty much uh, maybe 20 of them in the whole world, and wow. they used about four of them for this movie, and they wrecked one of them. That is that is amazing. Um, nowadays, it's 10 years later, You they compacted them. They, they, now you can put them in a... You'd it, it, be so gaudy and heavy, right? These yeah. things almost weigh 80 pounds. And the lens was huge and so sensitive to anything. But they, now they have this sophistication that they're so compact, you can put them in a cockpit. That's why they used it for Dunkirk. Oh, when right. Dunkirk was shot on 100% almost in IMAX. That, yeah, which is beautiful to see in that yeah. format. Yeah. Um, and, uh, before we go, Nolan's responsible for the um, pre- preservation of the movie 2001 and why that's out 19, um, now um, in theaters. Oh, he is. He spent a lot of his own money in preserving the negatives. I, to... I really did want to. I um, I should tell this to everyone. I was I I've been sick lately, and yeah. I, I really did want to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, um, oh well, yeah, it's one of my favorites, two thousand one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, no, before we go, they're gonna remake Memento, and it's still wow. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. I know. I, I don't know. If I, I think I... it's you know, it's all about memory. I think everybody probably thinks everybody forgot about it. <laughs> It's like why yeah. I you know and I I like reimaginings I like yeah. reboots and I like sequels because I like to do I, and I, comparative I'm, analysis. I'm apologetic to reboot. I love yeah. I love Maltese Falcon. That's the third time it, they did it. It's not the yeah, re- no. that's true. You know, Wizard um, of Oz is the second time they did it. Yeah, and I, so it's not they're making another Star Is Born. This is like the fourth time they did it. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, but Memento, 
Good lord, but that was like what? Maybe 15, I'm I'm, 20 I'm years almost ago? positive that Bank and I have everybody's short-term memory. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I say I say too early. Uh, I say too early, you uh, know. Before but, we go, uh okay. Minnesota what, connection? Um I don't really have any. Ooh. But before we go, god, Hawking Phoenix is going to make his attempt at the Joker. Hawking Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I um I was uh, curious about that cuz you you were sending me these squibs and I'm like, "Well, what's going on here?" to yeah. find out. This is a an origins movie that yeah. they're talking about uh the Joker. Now, I find the I find uh, Phoenix extremely talented. Um He's one uh, of those almost like he method actors. Yes, yeah. Yes. Half crazed himself. Um, that you wonder what he's going to do. You know, yeah. I, I'm very interested on in what he's going to do with it. Um, but like I, I think I mentioned to you, I get this Travis Bickle taxi driver vibe yeah. to it because it's supposed to be in the late '70s and New York. Scorsese's supposed to have an influence on this. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I, I see a slow burn of transformation to it, which I which I think would work best with Phoenix. You know, the kind of yeah. slowly slipping into insanity. Um, is uh, Now, is the backstory, is that similar to... No, um, this is all... You know, I think in the movie The Joker, his name is Arthur, Arthur Fleck. Oh, so it's not Jack Napier. Jack or, Napier, nothing like that. Okay. No, which is Arthur Fleck. A Fleck. A Fleck, yeah. <laughs> well, Jack yeah. Napier, Jack and Apes, yeah. Yeah, Jack and Apes, you know, yeah, play with so the words. That's true. Um, I don't, I, I'm intrigued. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm holding a reservation. I'm, I'm you know? looking forward to it. I think it's if a movie they that give we it that, see. If they yeah. get that dirty taxi driver, antisocial, doesn't know how to fit in, and he's going to start purifying the world his own way, Travis. Yeah. 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 I, you know, it's interesting that we talk about Jokers. You know, um, Jack Nicholson, we touched on Heath Ledger, yeah. and, and now Phoenix. And we, you know, uh, totally skipped... Um, Oh, the latest one. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, from the uh, um, wrote the ha ha ha's all over his chest. Oh, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he's a lovesick guy. Come on. Yeah. He doesn't care about love. No, he doesn't care about anything yeah. except for watching it burn. And watching I it mean, burn, yeah. and that's you know, and because um, it's good sport. It's good. That's right. <laughs> and I, the other thing about the Joker is uh, very much like a psychopath. They get bored so easily. Oh, yeah. Everything. So boring. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make it fun again. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it always they're always moving. They're always um, thinking of something, you know, diabolical, you know, yeah. just, just to keep the motivation going. So. The last thing I was going to bring up, right. um, Wayne Enterprises accountant, Coleman Reese. Oh, yeah. What? Just make him the Riddler. Yeah, that's right. Just do it. Just do it. It should have been the Riddler. It really right, it's, it's sure that this guy thinks he knows better, and yeah, this, he, if he came on the Anthony, narcissism of it, if he yeah. came on Anthony Michael's show, donned up in the question marks, I'll be like, yes, yeah, it, it, yes. it makes perfect sense. They were totally. I think they wanted to because Mister Reese sounds like Mister Reese. Yeah, Coleman Reese should have been the Riddler, and then go after him, and then when he escapes, and that would. Yeah. Was there after um, Dark Knight Returns? Was there um, a motivation to make a fourth film? I mean, or they yeah. just? Like, I don't know. Just, what, I, they kind, you wonder about that if that kind, was the case. They kind of a well, things changed when he died because I think yeah. they had an idea what they want to do and they had to change a lot of things, which That's I do. I don't true. think Dark Knight Rises 
works very well because a lot of modifications happened. Yeah, and they had to work within those yeah. parameters. Yeah, they worked with the parameters, but I, I re- that was the Riddler. It should it would have been marvelous. Yeah. And you know how you do it? You know how to do the ending? You have a big question mark blow up on the Wayne Tower, the Wayne Enterprise building. Just have it go up in flames. A big question mark. Oh, I like that. It would have been perfect. Yeah. Mr. Nolan, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you know, we've got some great ideas. So <laughs> You know, the, the dark night rising to the sunset, but then you have this, you know, is it an end? Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. And then I would, that's it. I would stop watching movies then. Yeah. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Or is it? Yeah.